Mac Robinson. No, I am not Jonathan Peerlin. On the fan. Taking it up until midnight. Got Dom on the board. Mackenzie on the updates. 2020s. Jared Mueller of SB Nation coming up here in just a bit. And we've been talking, we've been talking Browns here, of course. You know, heading into the postseason, I feel like for fans, you gotta have the why not us attitude. You've got nothing to lose at this point. And especially with the way that Joe Flacco's been playing, you, you gotta feel great. And especially just the way that this has come along. This team just feels different. And to talk about that, good friend of mine from Dogs by Nature, SB Nation, Jared Mueller joining me. Jared, how are you tonight, my friend? I know it's a little late for you. You know, it's a little late for us old guys, Mr. Robinson, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, as always, brother, anything for you. I'm glad I was able to page the nursing home to wake you up for this one. But, you know, Jared, I got to ask you, you know, when it comes to this this run especially, and not just for the Browns, but kind of in general, does it feel like this is a team that has had a lot of positive momentum compared to, you know, previous playoff teams here as well? Yeah, it really does. It does feel like momentum. It does feel like a team that is greater than the sum of its parts, which I think we've seen – uh, and, and a lot of sports becomes more and more important over the years. And so while the team itself, the talent, the injuries, you know, Anthony Walker going on IR today, those kind of things just seem to continue to drain that talent level. There just seems to be something different about the team, you know, over really the entire season, you know, despite some of the losses. You know, Jared, the other side of this too is the fact that, you know, a lot of, a lot of starters are resting in this one. I know it's going to kind of feel at home for some Browns fans on to the fifth quarterback of the season, uh, starting with Jeff Driscoll. But, you know, when it comes to this team, how do you kind of weigh the rest versus, you know, getting them some reps going into the postseason? You know, I think it's a good question. And unfortunately, we always can kind of look back and decide whether they made the right decision, right? So the Browns look really good in the playoffs. They made the right decision to rest them. And if they don't look good coming out, or especially in that first, second quarter, then they made a terrible decision. They're rusty. They need the reps together. But at this point in time, the Browns cannot afford any more significant injuries. It's not just the fact that they've lost the top talent. They just continue to lose players that were key special teams players, are either lost or they're now starting or you know key contributors on defense or offense. So at this point, nothing besides resting their players would have made sense. And Jared, I think that this is an interesting look as well because every single postseason, there's always some role player that comes in and, you know, has a big play that everybody's going to remember them for. And, you know, David Tyree was one for the Giants back in 07 and even, you know, Tracy Porter with the Saints. But for you, if you had to pick a few different candidates here for, for the Browns that could be one of those players that makes that big play, who are you looking out for? You know, at first it's going to start with Marquise Goodwin, right? Looking at that kind of deep threat, uh, we saw one beautiful ball from Flacco to Goodwin. I think that's going to be an important part of the offense just to get that one or two shots. And so if they can complete one, I think you're going to see, you know, the, the offense really open up. And then you could see another Marquise Goodwin, but he's coming in, you know, motion, taking a, a handoff, some of that orbit motion, those kind of things, where I think you might see his speed really on display as the Browns try to open things up 
you know, in the offense, depending on who they're playing. So I think he's going to be really important. And I think what's going to be really interesting is whether Grant Delpa can return. I think he is just, while, you know, Ronnie Harrison, um, sorry, what was Ronnie Hickman, not Ronnie Harrison. <laughs> he's playing like, like Ronnie Harrison right now. There. Yeah, that was maybe, you know, a year ago. Uh, <laughs> Ronnie Hickman's played well, those kind of things. Ron Harmon brings some uh, veteran presence there. The reality is, is Grant Delpit is a unique player in that secondary. So he's someone who I'm looking forward to them trying to get back. Given some of their injury luck, you know, we might not be able to see him in the first round. Uh, but he's someone who I could really see kind of taking the team to the next level, especially with Walker out and some limitations at linebacker. Could you see a little bit more of that three safety thing that we thought we'd see a lot with Joe Woods. Could we see that under Jim Schwartz? Well, and another player that I, I've been really impressed by, especially stepping up, and you mentioned the Anthony Walker injury, but it's been Sione Takitaki and the way that he's really stepped up as a leader and taking over that inside linebacker role. You know, What have you thought about Takitaki and, and the way that he's been able to improve this season? You know, it started actually last year before he got injured. Is He looked more comfortable kind of in that middle linebacker role and it felt like Jim Schwartz was using him a little bit different. While he was technically the Sam linebacker, he just looks more comfortable. He looks like he has developed as a player. Um, he's really figured out some of the speed things and uh, some run indicators and has really improved in coverage. So he's a player that you know the Browns would love to have back next year, signed to a one-year contract this year. But he's someone who could get a bigger role someplace else as they see what he looked like really in two defensive systems as kind of that middle linebacker who has some versatility. So he'd be an interesting player, really, when we talk about free agency, but going to be vital to the team in the playoff run with Walker out. A big player that's that's come back here as of late, one that I thought was going to be out for the year, has been Obo Okoronkwo. And, you know, he's been able to practice uh, this week as well. Now, obviously, I, I don't know how – I don't think he's going to play this week. But at the same time, you know, for him coming back, it's also allowed the – it's also allowed Alex Wright to get more reps at defensive end and pass rushing as well, and he's really stepped up. Who do you think has a bigger has a bigger impact in the postseason, Oboe or Alex Wright? I think it's going to be Wright. I think even just watching a few of the, the practice videos that we were able to see, um, it looks like Oboe is going to be a little limited on one side, and so you might see him not be able to kind of do some of the, the hand fighting that he needs to do. You might see him limited to one side of the defensive line because – his pectoral going into his shoulder and his arm doesn't really allow some of the um, the moves that you would want and to engage with an offensive lineman. So I think Alex Wright, with his size and his ability to really crash the line, you know, he kind of replaces Jadavian Clowney in that kind of role as an edge setter who can also win with strength. I think you're going to see him, even if it's not in the statistics, I think you're going to be able to see him really making an impact where uh, I'm not sure Okoronkwo is going to be able to be the player that he wants to be and kind of play loosely, which is really important in a you know as a defensive end. You're trying to make a play in about 2.1 seconds, and especially when it comes to you know this team as well. Um, it, it, when it comes to this postseason run, potentially uh, the guys were talking about it earlier. Who's who would you say is more important that they have success in this postseason run? Is it Miles Garrett or is it Joe Flacco? You know, that's a great question. I think given where the, where the NFL is at this point in time, it's got to be the quarterback, right? Like, Miles Garrett can impact the quarterback, but we've seen, you know, not very good teams, right? The Chicago Bears get the ball out really, really quickly. We've seen where it's 
you can double and triple team Miles Garrett, get the ball out quickly, throw the ball away from him, run away from him. You can do things at times to not have to deal with the best defensive player in the NFL, in my opinion. The quarterback really does have to be able to make plays. When you look back at the last two losses, 12 points and 19 points against the Broncos and Rams, that's just not enough uh, from the offense. So Joe Flacco has to be able to make plays which means he has to put the ball at risk at times, and you're probably going to deal with an interception, maybe two, but he has to be able to make those impact plays as the quarterback and hope that Miles Garrett is able to impact or at least open things up for the rest of those players. Well, and and Jared, I got to ask you here too, I know you mentioned Marquise Goodwin on the offensive side too, but the way that Joe Flacco has been letting it rip, you know, he went from being somebody that we thought was statuesque to all of a sudden he's doing play-action rollouts and, you know, hitting people on a dime. So when it comes to Joe Flacco and the way that he's played so far, you know, how do you see his, how do you see his level of play just elevating as the season's kind of come along here? It really looks like what we've seen from Jacoby Brissett, what we've seen from, from Baker Mayfield, and really what we saw from Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, Kevin Stefanski is putting them in positions where the details really matter. So Joe Flacco's ability to, you know, play fake and roll out and get his seat set and, you know, just all those little details really matter. And, and Stefanski's put him in those positions. He also, it's what we saw with Deshaun Watson is Stefanski listens to his quarterback. And what does his quarterback want to do? Flacco wants to push the ball downfield. So we went from P.J. Walker and a lot of underneath stuff and a lot of simple concepts to all of a sudden, let's roll you out. Let's give you that longer platform, that wide open place so that you can put the ball downfield. It really is kind of that perfect marriage of the boot action, the play action, and Joe Flacco's big arm. And again, it's why most people say Kevin Savansky is coach of the year in 2023. I was going to say, based off that as well, do you think that Stefanski has really grown this year as a play caller? Because it feels like when he started here in Cleveland, he was kind of regimented to his system a little bit. And now, given the fact that he's had so many different types of quarterbacks that he's had to adjust to week by week, I feel like his his, his play calling has really grown so far this year. I think that's part of it. I think I think he is at this point saying, let's do our best. Whereas early in his career, it was more about let's have a higher floor. Don't turn the ball over. Don't make mistakes. But I think the other thing, and I mentioned it with Marquise Goodwin, I think the other thing is that the Browns have brought in a little bit more speed. And so just adding a little bit more speed, Elijah Moore, uh, Marquise Goodwin, who can actually catch the ball, Anthony Schwartz really couldn't pull that off. I think having speed on the field has really allowed his offense to open up because no one was really worried about Rashard Higgins getting down the field. And while, while Amari Cooper can be a big play guy, he's not the guy that is beating you purely with his speed. So I think it's a combination of development, maybe a little bit less to lose and really wanting to be a little bit more aggressive. But adding that speed component has opened up the offense, both a little bit in the run game. They're still struggling there, but especially in the pass game. Jared, do I got to worry about losing Jim Schwartz as a defensive coordinator for the Browns next year? Given everything we know about how NFL owners look at things, I doubt it. I you know, generally speaking, you see mate one, maybe two defensive guys get jobs every year. Schwartz is older. I don't think you're going to see a team go after him after one year of success. And the fact that Schwartz has talked in the past about the grind of being a head coach being difficult on his physical health, 
I just don't think that's going to happen this year. It's possible if they have another great year next year that a team, he becomes that one guy or, you know, a young team wants to bring him in to kind of take him over the top. I'm not sure that's a big concern going into 2024. Jared Mueller, find him on X at Jared K. Mueller. That still feels weird to say. Of course, of Dogs by Nature and SB Nation. Jared, thank you so much for joining me, my friend. Always appreciate the time. No problem, Max. Good to talk to you, and I'm gonna get ready for bed. Yeah, get get ready for bed. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you later. I'll call the nursing home to check in on you. That a boy. <laughs> All right, talk to you later.